Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast brought to you as always by the good people at MGA Traffic and 121 Media. My name is Sean Peter Budge, and I'm joined by the very much still living, although white knuckling life, Fabian Guadagnolo, who's got day release from the hospital. Ciao, ragazzi. I do. I oh, did. Yes. But you're back tomorrow. I'll be in and out for a while. You keep on – the information is changing by the second. You told me you're going back in tomorrow, which is why we had to record today. Yes. I feel like you're only giving me half-truths. Half I don't know more information, Sean. Fucking me around what you're doing. <laughs> no, it's good to see you're still alive. Uh, you obviously had a rough week, so yeah, there you go. Some listeners reached out to you, which was lovely. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I felt the love, which was nice. A lot of DMs and yep. uh, a lot of um, public messages of support, which was um, – it was nice to see. So thank you to all who did reach out. I thought I'd just you're not you're not entirely comfortable with that sort of thing, which is why I asked people to do it. No, no. It was good. It was a good result. So thank you to everyone for that. Dr. Davis is not with us currently. Um, he's going we, through my results. We, 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 he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing actually, the rounds. He's he's gotten in touch with Fab's doctor and said, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Uh, he's convinced him somehow. Send me the charts. Send me the charts. He's reading the charts now, so he wasn't able to answer the two phone calls we've put into him just at the moment. He could join us literally at any minute. This is exciting. Yep. It's an exciting development. Dr. Davis will be with us momentarily. You will actually probably hear the phone ring, Yep. Uh, which is good. So we'll get Dr. Davis when we can. It is his birthday today. Yes, it is. Um, do we know how old he is? Old. It's his 35th, 21st birthday. He was four. I oh, was at his 40th. Um, he's mid-40s. Okay, whatever. It's not important. It's not important. He's old. When you get to that, your birthdays start not really mattering. Yep. You start going, I don't care. Yeah. You don't have a bad relationship with them, but you're like, you know what? 35 years ago, this was a ripper day. Now it's just terrible reminder of now time. Now it's just Monday. Time marching on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, Saturday mid-afternoons. Result, performance against the Brisbane Lions. Almost did it, but I thought we'd better not. <laughs> I was gonna, I've been saying it all. I thought week. about it, but yeah. I, I thought better of it. Um, and whilst we wait for Tim to join us, I think we'll just talk sort of broadly. I, I just want to say, though, we are tempting fate, getting Tim in remotely. We do, with the mixer, we can just mute him. We so if, if it's not a reception issue, if no. Tim abruptly drops off, we've cut him off. We've cut him off because we need to move on. Yeah. Uh, we do love you, Tim. But... But you waffle. You are the waffle king, mate. That episode, he's still talking to Terry. He's got Terry on the other line. <laughs> he's still doing Carlton people. That episode went, <laughs> that was like a music festival. It went for days. Yeah. I got 30 minutes, short, sharp. I think yeah. you were about 45-ish. Mm. Timbo, still yeah. going. It's laughable. We're, we're entering, <laughs> he's going through his life year by year. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about Saturday. And we had a brief chat about this earlier in the day fab you and i are probably at opposite ends of the spectrum which not as not a surprise yep. but you are very very glass half empty you are there's a drop in the glass i yeah. am i am a little bit closer to glass half full which is very surprising for me given you know well we've known each other for a while now so i'm happy you're usually the one who would would trigger the the emotion of you know, that this is where we're at i i i I like to see that Tim's very optimistic. Mm -hmm. I'm middle of the road. Very rocky. I, I, I go between the two. And you're usually the pessimist. You're the one who <gasps> kind of tries to see it first. Oh. Like the, the, the shit is falling by the wayside. But the issue and the thing that keeps coming up all through the socials and in the media this week and last week is 
we've or the excuse for the Carlton Football Club has been we've been beaten by Better three teams. of the top four from last year in Richmond, Port Adelaide, and now Brisbane. And you would imagine that those will Which, remain three yeah. of the top six. Yep. And in isolation, I don't have an issue with that. And having the wins and losses don't matter to me. Yes, I want to be winning every week, but it's the manner in which we've lost. And the Collingwood loss for me... It's disgusting. It means that the other three can't be ignored as, as, oh, yeah, they're better than us. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And if we lose those games playing a system in which I can see some sort of objective and, and a way of playing, then... Yes, but I just see us as a little bit rudderless. Actually, a lot rudderless. I see, and I, I don't... Fab has this thing where when we disagree, he, he thinks or he interprets it as me, like just wholesale disagreeing with him. The infamous is Casino Royale. Sean hates Casino which, Royale. Which I have said multiple times is a good movie. It's the best Bond movie. It is not the best Bond movie. It's not even a Bond movie. But that's fine. That's the example. On this occasion, I agree, again, pretty much with everything Fab's saying. However, I want to diverge for a little bit. You know when everyone talks about like sacking coaches, I don't sack the coach because, you know, what if Geelong had a sacked bomber? And what if Damien Hardwick had not sacked? They talk about the sliding doors. That's what a sliding door is, Damo. You talk about the sliding doors of, oh, had they done this, would that have happened? Now, when Richmond walked off the field... what about if Schwabby was still coaching Hawthorne? Oh, that's exactly right. (laughs) It's like... I can name the umpires you department 50, would have been fifty million. It, what about if Jeff Geeshan was still coaching Richmond? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. It's like there's um, a million examples that go the other way. So the point I'm sort of making is when Richmond walked off the field in the last round of 2016, having missed the finals, yep. beaten by a hundred points by Sydney. I think most people looked at that and went, "Geez, wow, they're uh, they're done, cooked. Yeah, wow, that's this is not good." I don't even think... Is that on... Sorry, this is nothing to do with what you're about to get to. Was that on the back of, like, they won six in a row? To- oh, I'm not sure. No, that they made the finals that particular year. Okay. But anyway, they they walk off the SCG soundly beaten, and most people probably would have looked at that and thought they had a run of elimination final losses, and most people probably thought that's probably it for them. I don't even think they know what happened in the off-season to light the fire that turned into 17, 18, 19, 20. Yep. I firmly believe... And we spoke about this earlier. I firmly believe we are closer than people want to think, that want to believe. Yep. I think the list is a lot better than people give it credit for. I've got no issue with the list. I think we are poorly coached. I think administratively yep. we are poorly run. Yep. I think that there are a lot of aspects, a lot of key appointments behind the scene that a tweak in their performance, a yep. tweak in their philosophy, a, yep. a tweak in who is performing the role will catapult us. Yep. David King, Kingy, Kingy, I ran last night, he had the stats, you know, the looks, the way Carlton defend. We've been speaking about this for weeks, the way we defend behind the ball. Yep. This is not new. Kingy's not bringing any kind of insight to the table. That's right. Plenty of us have been speaking about it. So, but why doesn't Kingy and, and his peers in the media then elaborate as to why we are structured so that way? Well, one of the examples he and showed... And whose fault is it? Well, one of the examples he showed was Plowman pushing up. And you kind of – I remember watching it and then it created – he didn't fold back, which created the out number for Hipwood who kicks a goal. And I remember thinking, looking at the footage that you show, Kingy, yes, Plowman goes to the contest to provide support. We win it. It ends up coming back. He actually hands over Hipwood because he takes another Brisbane player at the stoppage. So that's a communication issue first and foremost. It was a really basic thing where you just went, I, I get what you're showing with this clip. Yep. 
but there's actually a few more layers to it than simply yeah. saying player A didn't do... Feel free to acknowledge the systemic issues yeah. of the way we structure up. But a one-off One-off example, error. you sort of go, well, that yeah. happens. Brisbane would have yeah. done that when we got out. So yeah. it, it doesn't... That's not... In and, in and of itself isn't the loss. But I just... I firmly, I firmly believe that we are closer... We spoke about it a bit last week, I think. We, you look at guys like uh, Charlie's not out there, Marchbank's not out there. Um, you got to look at a guy like Kemp, who we don't know what he's doing, what he looks like as such. Jack, Jack, Martin. Jack Martin, Jack Silvani, Zach Fisher. You sort of go through these guys and go, these are key acquisitions in our build that are not. M- Mitch McGovern's only. Mitch McGovern's just come back. Two games that yep. are not on the park, yep. and that says nothing of the fact that Cunningham's played and did some nice things. Yep. That. Dow's development has been stalled. Yep. Whatever people think of Paddy Dow, Lockie O'Brien the same, Stocker Willow. the same, Willow the same. All of those things, and we're going to speak about Brad Lloyd later because it's, I was thinking about this today. I hope people don't think we're a bit like you know Randy Orton, the, the career killer. Mm. We've gone after... We're RKOing the entire Carl Football Club <laughs> we're, we're, one we're, at a time. We're Randy Orton. If people know they're wrestling, Randy Orton had this legend killer gimmick, which was just brilliant. And he just one by one went through, you know, legends of the industry, like ending their careers. It's not like we've got Cade, you know, we've got Ed in the gun. We've got, <laughs> who's someone else? Andrew Russell. That's not what it's about. But I think that when you are the GM of footy, of a club who is performing as we are, you shouldn't be anonymous. No. And you shouldn't be immune to critique, not criticism, not bashing, yep. but just critique. We obviously made a big decision in the in the week, which we'll talk about with Wusha coming in. But we're going to have a bit of a deep dive. The big question's back. Fab. Oh, um, with, with the grab? With the grab. Yes. So we're going to have a bit of a deep dive with Brad Lloyd. But whilst we're kind of uh, – to be honest with you, we've padded for Timbo for 10 minutes. Uh, bugger him. He'll just join when he joins. <laughs> we've padded stop talking about this week. He's stuffing his face <laughs> full of birthday cake. Oh, we've, we've padded for 10 minutes, Timbo. Yeah. Um, there was a great saying, and I'll uh, call this padding, call this we'll just, call it. just whatever. There's a great saying, I'm going to stuff it up, but luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Okay. Okay. Now, so sometimes people may, or clubs or players may appear lucky, but you've got to be ready to pounce on those moments when you can. We, from from an injury point of view and a list availability point of view, aren't ready, haven't been able to put it all on the field. But have we prepared ourselves for when that gets together? That's a really interesting point. I could actually. Are we there to capitalise? I'll stretch it even further. That um, oh, perhaps it's a quote. We'll look it up later. Yeah. But the the essence of what you're saying is yeah. is correct. That extends to Saturday's game. Yep. We played. We played well in. The, we, not. I'm going to stop short of saying well, but we played better than Brisbane in the first quarter. Much better. We didn't capitalise. Didn't capitalise. Yep. They had an excellent second quarter, which ultimately decided the game. I think game. it was a combination between they had a very good second quarter yeah, and we, yeah. were, we were we pretty were poor. Yeah. We were terrible. Yeah. They, they, took it, they just destroyed us. The third quarter, we were better. We were all right. We were competitive. And we had the opportunities. Yeah. We, we, d- we don't help ourselves. No, we had the opportunities yeah. to get to within a kick, mm-hmm. to really make a game of it. And in the last quarter, we did as well. Had the opportunities. We did create them. So that luck aspect was sometimes people, well, I agree wholeheartedly that – oh, we're unlucky, you sort of go, no, we – look, we played a, a team. I've been at pains to say this for most of the week on Twitter. Brisbane and Port Adelaide, they're just better than we are. I, I agree. They're just better. 
However, if we lose to them, this is my issue. If we lose to them on talent and execution, I'm happy. We have a systemic issue with the way we play at the moment. You've been on the. I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I don't care. You can go back to the hospital with grievous injuries from the bus. Now, you've been big on the on the text. You've been big on the Prendercast chat. I want you to slap your jats down on the table. The right, the right sore. The right is sore. To do it gently, um, David Teague. I'm going to slap him down. I don't feel that he has us playing a brand of football that will take us to the next level. Now, I don't know, and it's impossible to know, and I'm not employed to know this, Sean. No. This is where we'll circle back onto the Brad Lloyd we thing. We will. He, it needs to be, we need to assess it holistically, but at the moment, I don't think he and his coaching staff are bringing us to where we need to be. Now, I don't know if it's him. While we're padding, do we want to So just, I'm off the Teague train. You've, you've I'm taken, off the Teague train. You've, you've disembarked. I've disembarked. Yeah. Now, the train is not David Teague specifically. It's, it's the whole, it's the collective. Well, this is the thing. Like, the role of a coach, ultimately, a lot of what a coach does, I think sometimes people, and we can be guilty of it, get caught up in structure and selection yeah. and whatnot. A lot of what a coach does is messaging and mindset. How clear is both? How clear is your messaging? How clear is what do I want? And how clear is Fab? If I come and ask you, we're gonna, I don't want to get my metaphors mixed up or burn a good one, but if I come to you and ask you to do something that I actually probably know you are ill-equipped to do, you know, yep. who's that fair on? So is my messaging clear? Is my messaging, I believe in you to get the job done? Is my messaging, just do the best you can? is my messaging, you know, and then the mindset that all this stuff creates is it's there for all to see. We are not a strong team mentally. No. We are not. And the coach is, is wholly responsible and his, his staff and the fitness guy, you know, in terms and of – And that reflects – you know when we keep saying we're the worst – and I say it a lot – we're the worst skilled side in the competition. Mm. We can't actually – that's mindset. That's confidence. Because a lot of the time – You go, go to training. We Mate, we talked about this this morning where th- there was a lot of chatter about um, – oh, hold on, what's happened here? Tell me we're recording. <laughs> There's no padding here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, no. Something just a little warning car must have knocked the USB that connects the mixer. We've recorded onto that, and then I'll edit, snip that bit out, um, <laughs> or so just leave it. In. No, I, yeah, shit. I just I just knocked the mixer, and it like it did this thing where it is recording live onto Audition, and then it, it kind of paused, and I was like, oh, I've obviously knocked something. Yeah, but we're back up and running now. Either way, we're recording on that. Um, we spoke about this mindset and this skill execution earlier today. At, at times, oh. hello, mate. Hey, that you, Timbo? Yes, it is. How yeah, are you, mate? Yeah. Are you in the office? Are you? We're recording as we speak. We've already had a fifteen-minute chat. We're just padding for you. Fantastic, mate. So you're recording now? You are live. You are live, Timbo. On the record, yes. Wow, we. Wow, we. We were just talking about our mindset, Timbo, and how uh, skill execution and all that is affected by the other and, and David Teague's messaging. You've actually come in at a, at a very good opportunity. I, I want to uh, talk about – I think we just go into Brad, the Brad Lloyd chat now, to be honest, and we'll circle back to the chicken shits and whatnot. Yep. We happy, sure. We happy with that, Timbo? Very happy. Thank you. Okay. Great to be a part of it. Big question. 
That's the big question. So my big question this week is about Brad Lloyd. So he's obviously made the big move, Timbo, bringing in John Worsfold. For what exact purpose, we are not sure. I think we can probably deign that it is to be a sounding board. I think it could be a bit of a Robert Wall double agent <laughs> to come and... I don't think it's, it's that, personally. To, to report on certain people, assistants and the like. Now, I've got, I've got a, a metaphor for you, Timbo. If Go for it. Y- yep. You're recording in the, bu- in the <laughs> toilet, Timbo? No, 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 I'm in the study. <laughs> Sounds like you're 15 metres from the phone. Um, well, I've, I've got you on, on the, the headphones, okay. that's all. So. so say, for instance, you're Brad Lloyd, you know, and, and we go in as Carlton CEO, Timbo, and yes. you, you play the role of Brad Lloyd. Yes. Okay. Hi, Brad, my name is Sean, I'm the new CEO, I don't know how I got this job. Um, what are your strengths? Uh, my strengths are recruiting in the background, um, it is, um, I've got a brother that played AFL footy and I was a, uh, a, a had passing ability as a Hawthorne footballer. I thought what I would hope you had said was, you know, you're really strong at footy admin and, you know, yep. assisting a footy department, running a footy department. So what we do as a footy department, when you get that answer is say, got the perfect role for you, Tim, you're going to be running the merchandise shop. <laughs> yeah. And then you sit there with, uh, with Nick Austin, go, Nick, what are your strengths? Player contracts, trades, blah, blah. Talent talent identification, yeah, yeah. Nick, perfect stuff. That's going to suit you to a T in events. (laughs) You're looking after the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be running the president's luncheons. You're going to do a bang-up job. But this is what we do as a football club, and Brad Lloyd's remit is to make sure that the right people are in the right positions doing the right job, that the best people we can possibly get in those positions are doing the job. We from a football department, don't necessarily seem to be doing that, yep. and we are certainly not doing it on the field. Absolutely not yep. on the field. On the field, that's definitely not. And that is an enormous. That, that is just. It's the round hole, square pegs thing. Yep. If we've no got, doubt, if we've got eighteen holes, Sean. If we've got fourteen pegs, let's plug those fourteen where they go, yep. and, and the rest. If if we get done in those positions, we get done in those positions. If the thirty. You guys might have said this already. If the 38th best bloke on the list... Is your best back pocket. Is your best back pocket, and that's where we need that, he plays. I don't care. And, and, and that's what we said last week. Exactly right. Yeah. It's exactly right. Timbo, I mean, just keeping this train going, um, do you think, as a football club, we give our players particularly, do we give them the best platforms to succeed? I think what we see away from game day, it's really hard to be able to answer that definitively. But I think across the board, when you're trying to develop kids and you're playing them out of position all of the time, um, I just don't understand how that's your best chance and your best opportunity to be able to make your young players better. Totally agree, totally agree. So so I I think no. And, I mean, we we see lots of examples around the AFL, but to take Darcy Parrish yesterday... In light of Dylan Shields' injury early in the year, he's been able to play as a permanent midfielder, which is what he played as a um, an AFL junior. Saw him, oh, sorry, a TAC Cup junior. Um, I think he was what pick six or whatever in his draft. He's taken his sweet time to be able to develop it. I'm sure there's been plenty of Essendon supporters that have questioned his recruitment at that early stage. Um, but now, once he's probably played sixty odd games, he's, he's starting games to find too. it. 
He's played 100, has he's he? There like, you go. He's played 98 or something games. Unbelievable. And then we sit there and we're still playing Paddy Down, a half-forward flank and going, why aren't you making good on your pick three promise? Why aren't you better? And his, yeah, response, exactly his right. response should be, because I have no confidence because you don't play me where I'm str- like suited to. Where my strengths are. And then yep. you drop me and then you don't play me and then you take me out at three-quarter time of a reserves game I'm actually doing okay in. But that yep. also applies to our senior blokes. Absolutely. Who are getting games in positions they don't play. It's like we play fantasy football. How does it look on paper? How does it look on paper? Oh, but, let's bring in Liam Stocker and play him, you know. On a half-back play. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, no, it is. The, the, the only thing in fairness to that is Stocker, we all got excited when we saw that he'd had 38 possessions in the twos. He'd had 38 possessions playing off the half-back flank. So, I however in they the twos, saw, though, Timbo, he's, it's 38 off the half-back flank running through the midfield. Oh, look, no doubt. He no run, doubt. He didn't and, run and, anywhere on the weekend. <laughs> he's playing a, well, lock, a lockdown defensive role. Well, and look, you know, I think he's been told, and I say it to my under 13s when you defend, you defend first, and then you look to attack afterwards when you know that you can. How'd you go? So on the well, we we controlled the game. Timbo, we Timbo, the whole game. Timbo, Timbo. Timbo. So we, we've made it. Doctor clear. excuses. Whether, whether it be your super coach team or your under 13s, we don't have time for your excuses. We, got, we just we got done. For, we got done by eight points, and it wasn't a game that we should have lost. Okay. I'd be typing my resignation. I think should, I think he should beat the, the board to that. We might sack you from the from, from the super coach site on the back of this of the under thirteen. <laughs> if he's coaching, this is this is how he's tuning on the way up. you're looking after the swimming pool. <laughs> this is the way he's tuning up for super coach, and he's meant to be guiding the youth. He's meant to be guiding. And we'll, before we finish the show, we'll touch on your super coach. Thank you, antics, victory, it's victory, not, antics. Not, there's a lot of. David media like media school about some of Tim's antics on the text about Absolutely. his super coach. It's yeah. not acceptable. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think, look, a lot of what we do on the field, off the field, our method seems so indistinct and inconsistent. Yep. And you can't – we started the rebuild, then we got cold feet, then we diverted from the path. Now that set us back a little bit. Now we've got cold feet again. Now we're worrying. You go – you need to have such strong conviction – at all times in what you're doing, where you're going, I don't feel like we have that. You'll love this. You can't be half pregnant, You Sean. can't be half pregnant. This is exactly right. Well, I, a couple of my mates are Hawthorne supporters, and you will agree with this, Sean. When Alistair Clarkson took over at Hawthorne, he had a young, young side, and he said, this is the game plan, this is the way that we play. And they were having games where they were getting beaten by 25 goals. That might be a slight exaggeration, a but they'll get beat maybe 15 goals but they were regularly getting pumped. And he just said, no, we stick the course. This is the way that we played. They backed in the kids that they'd recruited. They were playing Buddy Franklin as a key position player. They weren't, they weren't letting him do a, uh, you know, an apprenticeship in the pocket and all that sort of stuff. They exposed him. And now, granted, Lance Franklin is going to go down as a dead set all-timer. Um, but it didn't click absolutely immediately. And it certainly across the board, it didn't click immediately. Um, and then gradually, once they learnt what they were doing, then and, and and they had that commitment to the structure and the game style all the way through the Box Hill Hawks the whole way through. Um, they got so good at that game plan that the talent eventually caught up with what they were trying to do, and then all of a sudden you've got a successful dynasty. It's, so, can, yeah, mate, it's the academy. It's the soccer academy idea. Yeah, it's not new. It's a brilliant idea. You weren't here for this, Timbo. Um, you were taking your 
sweet time eating cake. Yeah. Um, correct. Correct. We were also talking about, you know, the the luck aspect where you kind of you need to make your own luck. You need to be prepared. You know, the luck is preparation and opportunity kind of meeting. But if Buddy isn't playing, Sam Mitchell isn't playing, and Jordan Lewis isn't playing, do they like? And I'm trying to make comparisons between Charlie and oh, Marchbank, yeah, you know, etc. Whatever. Okay, and Birchall doesn't play, and what have, do they stick the course, or is it because they've got their I think who um, they recruited Jordan, for their rebuild always available that they stuck they I, stuck the course? I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Jordan Lewis told a story a week or two ago. Dad, I'm actually hearing this story about fourth hand, so it could be completely wrong. But yeah. he told a story at a, a couple of years into Clarko's tenure. It might have been 06 or a grade sook. 06 or Jordan something. Lewis. Well, you grew up with him. Yeah, oh, holidays. You um, were you were, you actually had a closer link with Jordan Lewis than Timbo does with, with um, Lucky Fogarty. Or like Lucky Fogarty. Jesus Christ! But um, he told the story that Sam Mitchell executed like a holding the ball, a rundown tackle, which he goes might have actually saved Clarko's job. One act, one act in a tight game. Yep. They we ended up winning this tight game. Might have legitimately saved Clarkson's job in 06 or seven or maybe yep. whatever that era. And he kind of like, well, it's because a good player's doing a, a good deed. It, it, they go hand in hand. But I just I just feel like we are closer, Timbo, than people. We, I honestly think we are. I'm agreeing with you on this. Yeah, I just think we're, we're, we're not that far away. And I keep using these analogies, and I'm going to use it. Listen, the last time I'll say it, I'll use the Hawthorne example. Vandenberg, Sewell, Crawford. Now, I'm saying... The last two hung around and did taste that early bit of success, that kind of flukish 08 flag. But it wasn't until they were replaced that Hawthorne took the step. Yep. Scotty Burns, um, O'Bree, Buckley, all got replaced by Beams, Pendlebury, Swan. It wasn't until they moved them on. You're going to rip the Band-Aid off. And then Collingwood went out and won a flag. No, and we're what, probably the best comp side in the comp for two years. Be prepared. Be prepared to think there's a better tomorrow. Yeah. Be prepared to go, you know what? A 34-year-old Mark Murphy, whatever he is, Eddie Betts, and Ed Curdo, mate. Ed, for the love of God, stop with these rainbow kicks inside forward 50. You're killing me, mate. He's got to, he's got to change it. He's got to, oh, he's got to kick God. it 40 metres long and 20 metres You know what, mate? <laughs> just just literally, we've spoken about it, just mongrel it on the ground inside 50. Like, honestly. That was very successful, Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's my point, Timbo, and this is where I agree with Sean, that the, I don't think the list is that far away. No, I agree. My issue agree. is, and where I get frustrated, is that I... And it's the whole, again, the opportunity and preparation. If we're not set up for when all these pieces fall into line, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss, miss the opportunity. Yeah. We're going to miss the – And, and therefore, we will look, appear to be unlucky. And being brutal, like yeah. being brutal, it could be players, it could be coaches yeah. that are not up to it. It could be a combination. Well, and, and, of, yeah. and when you have to be brutal enough, Timbo, to go, you're not the man. Yeah. And, and re- realistically – yeah, what, what you're saying is exactly right because you sit there and you're going, what is the ideal scenario? Is the ideal scenario we select our best 22 players for now and send them out on the ground and say, kids, do your best? Or do you say, 
we're going to expose these other guys and, and, and play them in their positions to their strengths. And it may not be your best 22 now, but they're going to be your best 22 in six months, nine months, 18 months' time. And You've already done that. It should, but it should well, be a balance, though. I think under look, Bolts... I, I do agree. I do agree. And, and maybe there just needs to be some sort of a rolling rotation that you may have a core of six players, eight players, and um, you just assess on a rolling three-week bit of form and go, uh, let's get Murph back in now. Let's get him, you know, give him that role, bring Cutters out, bring Centrefield out, bring, you know, uh, Kurnow can come in, um, whatever the case may be. I mean, we, we kind of know who the guys... Mm. The, the, the guys that you're sort of sitting there and saying, look, you know, you, you're in the best 22 on output, but are you in the best 22 in the long-term plans? And if you're not, how does that transition look and feel and how do you develop what you've got to either know whether they're good enough to be able to make it or whether you're going to have to bring somebody else in from, you know, through draft or from outside the club or whatever to be able to fill the void and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because of, because at the moment, a lot of the time, we just don't know the answer to that question. We no. think we do, but we don't. Agree. Um, look, we, we spoke a little bit earlier, perspective. You know, we, we have, have lost games to some very good sides. Mick Malthouse, very good football very, team. Very, very good football team. The Brisbane Lions weren't winless this time after saying that, however. Um, we can still be annoyed with the result whilst recognising some positives, and it's with that that I throw to the chicken salads. Um, I'm going to start a sting now, and you're going to have to remind me to play this sting because I will forget. Yeah. Okay. So Sam Walsh, the, whenever one of us mentions Sam Walsh, if you're going to mention him, give me the eyes so I can tee this up because dead set, this is going to be played every time that man gets a mention on the pod moving forward. Because he's the fucking man. He's so <laughs> But what is that, good. Grab? It's from the Killers song, The Man. Oh, it was so small. Did you pause it? Well, I can't play the whole song. It'll waste time. He's just ridiculous. It's taking the piss. He is absurd. And what he does, Timbo, he's actually destroyed the curve for everyone, every other young player on our list. Yep. Because every, no every other young player gets judged against this guy who is the outlier. Yeah. He is a freak. He, but he is, and I want to say this, he's the outlier, and I'm going to credit you this morning. You said this this morning. We had a chat. Matt Rowell, freak. Yep. But Matt Rowell's played, you said, eight games. He's played like, like five games or something. All right. Sam Walsh has played 40-something games. Yeah. And been there or thereabouts in 95% of them. I once he's spoke... Absolute, uh, he's an absolute freak. I spoke to your man once, uh, Timbo, or Tim, not Timbo, Fab, oh. about um, Tony Leonard. About I was doing a, a school assignment and yep. interviewed him and um, just talking about the Bulldogs. He obviously loves his dogs and you know who's your favourite players, blah, blah. And I remembered this just as you were saying that. He said uh, there was a period where Tony McGuinness played however many games for the Bulldogs and he goes... He had the number, whatever the number was. And he goes, he was in the best 95% of the time. You know, yeah. Like, you just turned up and Tony McGuinness was just fantastic pretty much every week. Yep. Sam Walsh is great every week. Absolutely. Timbo, yeah. what yeah. the yeah. hell are you doing? doing? What are you talking about? It's like you're like renovating like the dungeon. He's putting no, no, at least, at least just, He's putting at chains and shackles. It's, yeah. At least just closed. <laughs> at least just closed. Tied door. him up. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's, his, it's his birthday gift to come early. Hopefully he doesn't put the ball gag in you. Wait till the kids are asleep, Timbo. <laughs> um, so, look, Sam Walsh in the chicken salad is just phenomenal. He's a freak. Absolutely phenomenal again. I've always said, in my opinion, Chris Judd's got the best first 100 games. You can say whatever you want. 
over careers and who the greatest of all time is. I don't think anyone's put to be- together a greater body of work in their first 100 than Chris Judd. Sam Walsh is equal to it after 40-odd games. He's going about it the right way, isn't he's he, to uh, challenge? He's taking the piss. Um, I don't have a sting for Harry Mackay, but um, he himself, he, Harry, is, I'll put the stat up, his best return in a season is 26 goals. He's got 22 after six games. Yep. Um, Remarkable. He has taken a leap. And, and from a guy, I actually didn't, couldn't have envisaged when I put that tweet out, there is actually a section of Carlton fans who don't think he's playing well. It's bizarre. He is not allowed to miss, according to some people. It's weird. Now, I get shitty. Not shitty, but I would like him to be kicking traditional drop punts from certain positions and what have you in certain like distances. But... How can you question his output this year? Timbo, how effective you would can't. Harry Mackay be if we weren't delivering inside 50 with the precision and subtlety of an atom bomb? Yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's – look, when you're 203 centimetres tall, you can jump to places that very few other people can. So he <laughs> and his, his, his athleticism means that sometimes a rubbish kick, he's still good enough to be able to make something of it. But as you say – if you give this guy good supply, holy Christ, what could he do? And then, Our midfield is in the Enola Gay, just, just, just yeah. flying over. Just, <laughs> it lands where it lands. Because <laughs> do your best, Ed. <laughs> Ed's the pilot. Um, I think, for me, my takeaway with Harry's form just at this point in time is the big, you know, aching heart what if of we've missed out on two years of Charlie's development. Yep. And what would he have been at this point? Have the three ever played together? A couple times. I think they said there was like, Four games or six yeah, games or times. something like that. So I, just, I said I sat there in the week and Charlie's played well, um, Harry's played well again, and I just thought this was meant to be the three of them. Yep. And Harry, if Harry doesn't get you, Charlie will. Yep. And it just, as I said, I had pangs, deep pangs of longing, and it was very disappointing. But um, the other last one I've got for the chicken salads, just the response after halftime, people want to mock or whatever that, the guys needed to come out and be better, and they were. Yep. Like we we can be disappointed about the the result in the end, but we were very very ordinary in the second quarter, um, and they bounced back and came out and actually played with some want, some intent, some desire, and got themselves back in the contest. Did we win three quarters? I think we might have. I, I read it, and I haven't done the homework to be able to absolutely go with it. But as I understand it, we won three quarters and still got done by four goals. Yeah. Three goals. We don't we don't take three goals. Nearly as many opportunities as we should. No. no. And I'm talking the about score I, I, I'm the, not talking about, you know, converting, you know, inside fifty entries because they could be dog shit. Like I don't look at that stat, but we'll be careful. Oh, oh just beep it out. Um the but you know, missing sitters, like Eddie Betts fifteen metres out. Is that's just unacceptable, Patrick Cripps? He missed, he missed three that he should have the set shot from Cripps. Yeah, um, you know, Harry made up for it, but Harry's missed a couple of uh, what I would deem sitters for a, for a key forward as well. We just don't help ourselves. We well, one was just the ball drop with Harry. You know, he just by the time it hit his boot, it was just awry, and uh, you know everything else, you know, was fine. So he can do that. He can. Leather them, you're thinking beautiful, and then just belly them. You're thinking, what, you're the same I guy? I think if he's 45-ish and inside 35, I don't care how he, if he wants to snap, do whatever. However, anything further than that 
go back and and kick it traditionally. Agree. Uh, chicken yep. shits now. The chicken shits. Ooh, this is the list. No, well, we don't want to labour on it. To be brutally honest, but um, Timbo, what stop is happening? Just sit still. Are you moving the chains in the dungeon around or something? Are you fixing oh, the chains? No, I just put my phone down. I picked it up again. Don't move. I'm not moving. You better not. We will come around and we will end you. That's it. You've been warned. Sans lube. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, hey, hey, hey. Whoa. The dungeon. Whoa. Um, it's a bit of Pulp Fiction in that. I'm not, <laughs> not entirely comfortable with where that went. Um, what was his name? Zed. Zed's dead. Zed's dead, baby. Uh Media nonsense during the week. Just Pete says, Mr. fucking Reapist here. He says it like once a week. So as soon as you mention Pulp Fiction. Um, media nonsense during the week was just a bit over the top. Like it was a bit it was a bit silly. We're just going to ignore Timbo. He's obviously recording from a uh, Grand Central Terminal at peak hour because there's a lot happening in the background. Media nonsense last week was just absurd. Um, yep. It got to the point where... Recrimination discussion is fine, but when it extends to um, Friday, yep. you know, w- what are we doing? But it, but even it, – it's, it's obviously we, we're there to sell and we're there to, to draw clicks and we're there – and that's what it is. It's, it's obviously driven by that. I was listening to, to your mate this morning. I think, it's, I think it's driven by a bit of schadenfreude right. as well. Connie would have now just been given that, yeah, they're in a rebuild. They knew that. That's why they got rid of A, B, C, D, and E. They knew it, yeah. So everyone knows what they're doing. St Kilda, your mate G. How's, he, he's how's he's still Kilda? running with the, I'm not worried about St Kilda. How, how have St Kilda legitimately avoided any kind of criticism? No idea. But the thing is, Sean, wow. and I'm sorry, I apologise to my mum in advance, I couldn't give a fuck about all these other teams. No, no, I agree. I couldn't care less. And I don't care that the media comes for us with some sort of, you know, equilibrium. But it's just so far out of balance, it's not funny. Well, and it, like you said, and it goes. For, it went for five days. It's just... You're thinking it's really not that bad. And what shits me is the two weeks we do win, we don't get not even well, a beat, passing uh, mention. You beat injury-prone, injury-hit teams. Go, yeah, and you were supposed to. You know, and are we not injury-hit? No, you n- yeah. you'll never see a graphic about who we're missing and the importance of – like some teams miss literally – like Nat Fife misses for Fremantle and it's like they're missing half their side. Mm. So yeah. we want to speak, anyway, um, I, I, I try not to get bogged down in what the media say because no, no, no. if you're looking for love, you're not going to get it. No. Um, we want to speak about leaders, Timbo. Doc's in a bit of a lean patch at the moment. I'm not sure if that's just a consequence of maybe him trying too hard, trying to make things happen. Uh, some possibility. Um, but as you sort of say, he mixes. He will always do a handful of very, very good things in a game. And he's still got the footy smarts and he's still got the on-field leadership and all that sort of stuff that you do require. But he's not, he's not, he's not bringing his A game as regularly as he once did. And he, he used to be just a plug-in-and-play footballer. Um, so, again, whether it's the way that oppositions are setting up and, and forcing him to defend more and a few other things rather than being sort of that sort of roaming outlet attacking footballer, which may be the case, um, or he's just down on confidence. 
Um, he's not at the peak of his powers, but we always said at the start of last season, what are our expectations of him? My expectations of him were low post two knee reconstructions. And I think at the end of the day, the player that we've got is, you know, just not quite as good as he was. And I think our expectations just have to shift accordingly. But if he produced this last year, we'd all be, I'd be in agreement with you, Timbo, but he was actually all right last year. He's been, it's like, it's, it's, he was, it's like he's he was all right. Blues. He wasn't stellar last year. He started oh, off I, pretty I, well. I, his first two games were very good, and then all of a sudden they started putting a lot more time into him and forced him to defend more. And his season was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, um, but he's made some very undock like um, yeah, instances. I, think um, I just reckon that the acid's been put on the leaders. And I was going to say, are his, they burdened? Are both he, of I them? think he might be a bit burdened. We'll, we'll shift, Maybe. Shift it would to, make sense. To Paddy Cripps. And, and look, Paddy Cripps is an interesting position at the moment with the fan base, and, and I'm going to be brutally honest with everyone here, just between me and you, I think a lot of fans are acting like they never loved him anyway. Have you got uh, all that a love by air supply? I have not. You, this might shock you. No, <laughs> I, I don't have that queued up, ready to go. I, I just think that a lot of um, a lot of fans are trying to prepare themselves for a possible departure by conning themselves into thinking, oh, I didn't love you anyway. You, you could go. But, but, but equally, nonsense. the moment... The moment that he does sign, and whether he signs for seven hundred, seven fifty, yeah, it's so. I, we've been saying this for a while. It's the Terence Trent Derby sign your name. To me, that's that's the anthem you've got to be going with. I don't know who that is. You don't know. Shoot up, up. Shoot. You know that song? No, I don't. Sign your name across my heart. I want you to be my baby. The mute's very close to get there. The mute button's very close to saving us all, to be honest. You don't know that song. That's a great song. I don't. From the 80s. No, it, it is an absolute cracking song. Is that or is that it is an 80s 90s. banger. Or is that an early 90s? No, nah, that's 80s. It's I reckon that's 88 or 89. It sounds like complete shit. They tried to get Terence Trent Derby to lead in excess. In excess. Yeah, they did too. They settled for John Stevens. John's, I, 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 <laughs> exactly right. I rate John Stevens. They you're, well, you're an idiot. Stuck with him. Do we want to go the Van Halen thing again? Make a Whatever. boob of yourself? Did a good job as Judas in uh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Superstar. Christ, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> um, I'm probably still very heavily medicated. Might be why you're showing a bit of personality tonight. Usually, you're very reserved. You sit in the corner. And I found a cabinet with some lemons in there. Um, you're an idiot. <laughs> the ludes, the delayed fuse. <laughs> uh, so, look, I think we, we want to. You know, we don't want to labour, and we've spoken about Crips a fair bit, but. Yeah, I think he was he was okay. Handballed a lot more. Handball to kick much ratio better. was much better, um, and he was doing a bit more releasing. Mm, that link play, yeah. he, he was very very good in that. He might be a listener. Um, I, I it had to have been a directive. Yeah, yeah, clearly so, not from but us. I, I think I think Cripps's form might be impacting Doc, who's thinking he may need to mm. step up. Lift. I reckon that they're probably both having a bit of an impact on each other. Agree. And then lastly, with the chicken shits, as I said, we don't want to labour on it, but um, poor old Eddie Betts. Poor old Eddie Betts. Had the opportunity, very unlike Eddie, he sort of had the opportunity to get us back in the game, to lift the crowd, to lift his teammates, and a couple of them were very good opportunities. We always said that Eddie would be – Eddie would bob up and give us those one or two wins – he had the chance yep. to be that spark. I'm getting the feeling, and that was the feel. He did, like, he did fifty percent of the work well, mm. brilliantly. And, and and as you said, the 
in inverted commas, the old Eddie Best, um, you're marking down that goal as he's running in and going, well, he'll finish this. Mm. And he didn't. And it was actually surprising and it actually made you feel uncomfortable that he, he didn't deliver because you thought, that's your bread and butter. That's mm. that, 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 that's your one wood, Kingy. So, Timber. yeah, he's, it, it just... It, look, we're not going to look... I mean, Eddie came across, we always knew he was going to give us one or two years. He's going to give us the full two years. I, I can't... I can't imagine that he goes around again, but it is still incumbent on the footy club to be developing somebody who takes the role. Well, look, he's on the game uh, because yeah. Jack Martin's injured, Jack Silvani's injured, Zach Fisher's injured, and that's yeah. that's just the reality. I mean, the Killers had a funny one where they, I think they were a surprise guest at Glastonbury a couple of years ago, and they played the Peel stage, which is a smaller kind of thing. And he, Brandon Flowers joked, he said, um, they say that you play the Peel stage twice, once on the way up and once on the yeah. way down. And he, I, I sort of, I found myself on Saturday, going, maybe Eddie and Carlton's the peel stage. Mm. You yep. got him on the way up, got him on the way down, and he'll still be okay at times. But that was yep. the gag. Um, we did a, a poll. We had call it friendo. Uh, we did a couple of polls during the week. That's from No Country for Old Men when yeah. Javier yep. Bartom's flipping call it friendo. Um, friendo. Interesting results. People think Cripps is going to stay, and then in an absolute landslide. We should prioritise the signing of Harry yep. over Cripps. Yep. Landslide. I, that was my vote anyway, as well. I think I think a key position player, the likes of Harry, is more important. If we lose Cripps, we're, we can replace him, especially with the cap space will be given, the compensation will be given. Moves can be made. Mm-hmm. Can we replace Harry? Given more difficult, given Charlie's I inability agree, to I get agree. on the park. Um, we're going to go now into the segment that we call You've Got Mail. Uh, the mailbox. Um, Jacob Town, first cap off the rank. Are we actually where we should be? Beaten teams, we should have and lost to strong sides, pies excluded. We haven't been smashed. Being in most games, uh, why do people overreact? The pies excluded line is what irritates me. Not from Jacob, um, good fan of the pod, but um, if we had taken care of the pies, I'd probably have less of an issue. But we played exactly the same, have the exact same issues when we played Collingwood as we have in all our losses. Mm-hmm. Um, all our all our wins, all our goals, I don't know if you guys said this last week or you and I have discussed this, Sean, but none of our two goals look the same. Because they come off the back of individual efforts. There's no method. Whereas Richmond, how many times do you see Richmond waltzing into a goal, handball over the top, someone's just kicking a goal, like in a goal square with no... It's Richmond are very confident as well to kick to sort of 25 metres out directly in front, yep. knowing that they'll get a spill, knowing that Bolton or Castagna yep. or Arts yep. can go to work. We try to kind of do the same thing. Yep. We just don't have the players. I've seen us in the last five years play once... Once, where we everything looked systematic and on Bulldogs? repeat. Hawthorne, we end up no, losing the, first the game. Half, the yeah. first half against Hawthorne, it was like, it's like we're playing PlayStation. Oh, this works, and we just kept doing the same play. And it Somebody just got working. the difficulty on easy? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. So, the, so back to Jacob's mm. question, the Collingwood game irritates. So the, the, if it wasn't for that, we could probably say, yeah, we've lost to three teams that we should be losing to, 
and it's all not do- doom and gloom. But look where Collingwood are at. And they took care of us semi-comfortably. Timbo, Michael Manzi but, but said, you have, Timbo. You have, you have bad games, though. We don't want to get Timbo. caught up on one question. We'll end up answering one question in the mailbox. Correct. We've got 48. Go for it. Um, Michael Manzi said, what is the biggest area of improvement needed to take the club out of this middle rung? Uh, E.g. game plan, is it fitness, is it development, is it list? It's mentality. Well, what, yeah, mentality, game plan, inside 50s, pressure. That's five things. That's a lot of things. Okay, you've got a lot to work on. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, but to, to me, they're the glaring things. Yeah. That yeah. When, when you look at the better sides, what don't we have? They're, they're the things that are just not bubbling to the surface often enough. Um, Timothy J is a recent follower to the pod. Had a lot of activity lately. How hard should we? Be, uh, how hard should we be going at a good ball user, i.e., a Lockie Hunter type, who's currently the fifth or sixth best midfielder in his team? Or are reports of us chasing Chera enough of an improvement in this area? I, to be honest with you, I haven't actually seen a whole lot of Chera, like a whole lot of mm. him, to sit here and think this guy's the he's the silver he's not, bullet. He's, he's not going to be coming in and making us that much better. I think in his own career, I think his projection is very good, and he's going mm. along where he should be. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's not the one you bring in and go, oh, we've got Adam Chera now, we're Premiership. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a very balanced midfielder who has very good who has good foot skills, um, and I think if you were able to couple a good ball winner with him on the outside kicking inside fifty, um, that as a you know one two punch um, would be very good. But theoretically, if you've got Zach Williams and you've got Jack Martin and you've got Sam Walsh, you know, and, and you need more David Cunningham if he's playing all the time. You yeah, must you, play all the time, Timbo. Well, yeah, oh, look, I, you're preaching to the converted, mate. Yeah, I, I agree. But but does that, as you said, does Adam Terra make us that much better? Yeah, maybe, but not dramatically so. We've got uh, Nicholas, or oh, Nick Davidson here, sorry, has uh, got in touch with us. Is it possible that we're better off trading Crips? That's one, number one. Two, has Teague implemented any change to the play or the style of play uh, given the new rule changes? And is that a problem? We said this a couple of weeks ago. It feels like we've rocked up on the grid and we've got the wrong car. We've worked on this all off season, and we've actually rocked up on the grid and we've taken the covers off. We've gotten it out of the garage and sort of gone, oh no, we don't have any pace. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't done enough. No, yeah. we haven't got. Geez, we haven't really got any pace, have we? That's not good. How do we fix this? You know, it's really difficult now. We're in the season. Yeah. Uh, Re Crips. Um, like I said, I think there's a little bit of an element of. I never loved him anyway. I think that's clouding a few people. I think they're they're starting the process of mentally preparing themselves for a departure. Hmm. You, you can oh, certainly see the two outcomes, though, that? can't you? You, you? What was that? You should know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. If, Is that Kitty? I don't know what you're doing. It's all right. You'll pick it up. I don't think I will. And you'll appreciate it when you when, when eventually the light bulb goes off. You'll Just go. tell me who it was. No. Um, Just tell me who it was. With Cripper... It's one of those things that if we lose him, we are replaced. I'm not worried of losing him and not being able to replace him. I want him to stay. I love Patrick Cripps. Don't get me wrong. But there's that thing. If we lose him, what we will get in compensation will cover it. Does he have the potential to be the modern-day Lance Whitnell? Yeah, when, when other teams chased Lance Whitnell, we all said, we've got to sign... 
Well, no, but we, we, we've just said, oh, we've got to keep him. He's one of ours. He's father's son, all that sort of stuff. And the reality was you looked at it and you had a guy whose attitude and the way that he prepared for football wasn't good enough. Now, that's not Paddy Cripps' issue, but modern football where it's so speed and skill-based, his, his ability and what he does well is phenomenal, better than anybody in the competition. But as footy moved far, far enough away from contested footy only being what gets you over the line, that if you did move on and you went that different line, would you be worse off? I and think, I think that's your question, isn't I, it? I think you you make a good point, Tim. But I, I think that with Crips, you have to be prepared to walk away from a deal yeah. only in so yeah. much that the reality is, and the very real reality is, Crips has been underpaid in his last contract com- yes. relative to what he has produced. Yep. The reality is he'll probably be overpaid on the next contract for yep. what he'll produce. So we can't be drawn into selling the farm no. to retain a guy whose output may diminish both in terms of his physicality and his ability to play at that level and see, hopefully because we actually get a bit better and the burden lifts off him. Yep. You, you can't yeah. be drawn into we, paying a guy over. Like, like Hawthorne. Well, not, not for pride. It, no. it can't be for pride's sake. And, and at no. the moment that's what it feels like is we're going to pay potentially more than what his output currently is because we want to hang on to him because we don't want to lose him because the optics of that would be really, really poor. And if he ended up playing great footy afterwards and going, oh, we had him, why did we get rid of him? He was a generational talent. Um, but you've got to be ballsy enough to be able to say, is he the guy? How if he's he? the guy, chips in, no drama. But even no if drama. he is the guy, Timbo, there's there's the cost-benefit has to be correct. Look at Gary Abel, went on what, one of Brownlow. Buddy Franklin's gone on. He's played in a couple of grand finals and – is an all-timer, but Hawthorne and Geelong aren't blowing up their list to keep, you know, White two White. absolute superstars <laughs> at the club. And we shouldn't do the same with Crips. Yep. There's a number Agreed. that works, and we all want him to stay. There's a number that works, but we can't compromise everything else for Paddy. And just give him some brown paper bags if there's a problem. We've got no problem with that. Um, uh, a Reggie got in touch. Do we have enough players that sacrifice their game for the greater cause of the team? Does having too many high draft picks create an issue of not having players who develop through juniors as hardworking defensive types? Um, no, I think it's a structure thing. Yeah. I think that if your AFL career is riding on whether you fold back and cover the last man, you'll do it. Yeah. If you're not aware that you should be doing it or you're not taught that this is how we want you to play and then you're exposing yourself and your teammates, then that, that to me is a coaching thing, not so much a, a mindset thing. I think then Kingy, Kingy, I think uh, – you know, found a clip that he really tickled his balls and then he thought, I'm going to go with this. Because it was just nonsense. The one clip in isolation was just stupid about, oh, Carlton players don't care about defence enough. No, we're playing yeah. a style that we're being coached to play. That's the problem. Yep. Uh, Jade Paul, which uh, position is a priority in the mid-season draft? A crocker type, a ruckman, a small lockdown defender, or a mid with pace? It's a ruckman. Uh, we said this at the draft proper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we should have addressed this in the last opportunity we could. We need a ruckman. Although Ben Crocker's, he's, he's doing all right. Yeah. He did I, kick seven on the weekend. And I thought he did look good. Oh, he looks fine. Fine in the preseason as well. So, it's not, but this is that decision too where the Oscar McDonald decision as that last man on the list cover was fine. You yep. sort of went, oh, it's fine. But we also and then he gets had, injured. He gets injured, of course, as soon as he becomes a Carlton listed player. And then you got a guy like Crocker, and you're like, well, if we had the benefit of hindsight, Crocker would be probably the better fit because yep. he's not injured. 
Anyway. Um, Do we need to drop someone off the list, don't we? Mid-season, if we are to utilise mid I don't know. Right? How does the long-term injury list work? I haven't looked into that for 25 years because obviously March banks. Yeah, I mean, I mean there, there is a mid-season draft. Um, so, but, so if we had filled our last position with Oscar McDonald, then it just begs the question of do you have to – you could put Caleb Marchbank on a long-term injury list. Arguably, you could probably put Oscar on a long-term injury list. And and then, obviously, there's the Charlie Kerner question as well. So, you know, how, how many how many positions of, you, of need do you have uh, and how many guys in the pool are available to make it better? Uh, we've got bagger metrics. Is Stocker the best-looking blue bagger ever? He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. Stop. We've got to give the board that. Sauce back in the day was... was. Jeez, how do we know you were going to go there? The girls are like... This is funny. Like when we, We're a bit, obviously, a little bit older than you, Sean, but the girls in high school, like back in my day, Cooter was like the man, but he was... He just doesn't have a... He's got an unfortunate head. Taking a strange turn. But, um, um, Bill, Bill Ziskos, uh, if we had Clarkson and his entourage coaching us, would we be a top eight side? Is Bolton still there? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine him walking back in the door. <laughs> oh, my God, you're back. Back, bitches. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. At least Paddy Dow will get a game. That's true. Obviously, no one wants to answer that question, Timbo. You don't want to answer that briefly? We'd be a better side uh, with, with him coaching, definitely. It, it, whatever game plan he would put in place, he would commit to it, and um, and he everything would align behind that strategy. So, therefore, yes, with the talent we've got on the list, I think we'd be playing better with Alistair Clarkson. Um, JB Google, is it worth asking Matty Cruiser what he's doing for the second half of the season? It's not a stupid question. What do you, yeah. Seeing him, seeing him running around in the warm up prior to the Freo game, you just you just sat there and you thought he'd be helpful. Maybe he's just relieved that I don't actually have to get out there and play because every time that that siren goes, I just get hurt. So, <laughs> um, someone suggested we draft Jake Carlisle. It was a weird one. I left I left that alone. Isn't he on the list? No, as in we recruit him. Oh, that was a bit strange. When um, we when we. In for him, like, pretty big time? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we want one more. We want one more. We don't want to end on a negative one as such. A lot of Crips and Chera talk. Big Daddy Bagger, please address the knee-jerkers who want to get rid of our best players. I'm as angry as anyone, but the big picture stuff, uh, we are still a young list with plenty of time. Oh, look, I, I like the perspective. I like the, the idea of sitting there going, we don't need to blow the joint up. No. No, that's right. We don't need to do that. We don't, we, And we shouldn't be pressured by the media who have already pressured us into doing that and then sacking, hiring coaches and sacking coaches, going, they've already pulled enough strings that have kind of, you know, gotten us a bit a bit anxious, a bit antsy, and had a negative effect on us. Um, if Crips goes, Crips goes. We need to be steadfast in the con- in our conviction as to what we want to do and do it. Not what gets driven externally. I agree. Timbo? Um, sorry, I was a little bit distracted for a second. <laughs> That's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> Thank you, for everyone, for the questions. Outstanding contributions again. Um, we always love when people get in touch with us. It's fantastic. Uh, do you want to explain now? Please keep it keep it tight. 
do you want to explain your nonsense in the super coach? So there is yeah, such a thing don't called. Don't go into the. I don't care oh. about your captain, Braden Campbell, and Braden Campbell didn't play, and you had some kind of loophole. No, he did. Well, he did play. It's, he it's was called the captain. He tried to. It's the captain's loophole. So Jack McRae has played. He scored 140 something. He was my vice captain. So the plan was I bring Braden Campbell in off the bench, who'd been dropped by Sydney. He comes in as a non playing player. You make him captain, he doesn't play, he doesn't score, you get double points off your vice-captain. So I'm locking away the extra 140 points. Except Braden Campbell on the bench. Well, he was a late, there was a late change and Braden Campbell came in. It was the early game on Saturday and I was unaware. Now, as it played out, um, the, a lot of other uh, super coaches have been caught with Jordan Clark from Geelong, who was also um, dropped this week. He's a defender, and a few players brought him in to do exactly the same thing. And the frustrating thing out of all of it is Maxi Gorn's still going on and played and, you know, scored 160. If I just left it as was and had him as my captain, you wouldn't have even had to worry about this it. This is the longest labour um, of all time, Jesus, Timbo. Timbo. Did you win it? So the lose? bottom line is, yeah, I, I won by about 40 points, okay. but I left, I left 250 points on the table. So uh, from an overall ranking perspective, we could have been a whole lot better. But it, it's a win. It's a win. Whether you win by one or seven hundred and one, we'll, like we did we'll, round two, who cares? We will determine how good of a win it is, Timbo. We will. And it's been a horrible it's fortnight. It's been. It's too, all about the W. You, you dropped last week. You were smashed last week. Yeah, you were smashed. I was. I was beaten. Yeah. The entire Carlton online pod community was and then, embarrassed and then f- to be associated with then you. Fab and I, we have to live through your excuses, your half-baked excuses all weekend. Yep. You know, making. You know, your own bed, really, to, to lie in ultimately when we put the bullet in you. Because you're sitting there going, oh, this is the reason why I'm going to lose. We don't care. When that reasons. flurry of texts come in from oh. Timber, it's like, oh, shit. I mute him. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All I want is the Sunday afternoon, the evening I've won or I've lost, and then we will determine from there if you've still got a job. Yeah. Noted. At the moment, you, you still do. have a job. Just. Only just. Yeah. You're taking training. You're, You're taking training. We're going to see how you go tomorrow morning on the track, and then we're going to assess you session by session. We're probably going to assess you hour by hour, so make sure that the meeting's good. Make sure lunch is good. Make sure that the vision is queued up correctly. You know, wear something nice. That's not going to help. You know, you're not going to hurt you, sorry. If you wear something nice and you look presentable, um, because you are one toenail out of line away yep. for being flicked, axed. Has Dustin Martin got a foot injury? I don't know. That's not our. It's not our role. We're not there to know this sort of information. Mark Lejudice doesn't doesn't pull the strings on match day, Timbo. No, he doesn't knock on the coach's box and go, "Yo, Tiggy, have you ever thought about <laughs> Liam Stocker in the midfield?" Yes, I've got a couple of suggestions for you. No, that's not his role. He doesn't care about that. He wants the wins. He wants the wins. If you are I'm incapable, not you're the self-anointed of, president of this uh, We are co-presidents, and if you <laughs> dare to question us again, that's it. That's you're done. Okay. The good thing is you don't know my um, uh, login details. I'll just so. make it abundantly clear on the Twitter that you've been disowned. You're a rogue. You've gone Ethan Hunt style rogue. And you are no <laughs> longer Hunt, acting like under it. the auspices of the Ian Prendercast. You've gone into business for yourself and you're a turncoat, Benedict Arnold, like you <laughs> usually are. Usually are. I was going to say that, that'd be your, that's your MO. All right. We've played up that. We've played that up well enough for long enough. <laughs> I don't know if people. I don't know if people <laughs> like Tim's, that on Tim's birthday. Yeah, 
I don't know if people like that or not, but you know, if you do, let us know. We can dial it up again. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. That just about wraps us up. No more thoughts, queries, comments. No. When are we playing this weekend? I know we've got the Bombers. Sunday. Sunday. Sundays. Yeah, jeez. You don't want to lose, do you? You never want to lose. But it was actually quite heartening that Essendon won yesterday because you kind of – you could imagine that they'd get a little bit up and about and think that um, that was enough. They kind of hope that we can bring our best, play good footy and take care of them and they just might not have as much fight in them. But the fact that you have to rely on those sorts of things to know that we might win just leaves me a bit uneasy. So Where do we stand still, on the injury front? Is there any – Pending availabilities. There's a bit of chat that uh, Jack might be. Yeah, I think there was talk about Silvana potentially coming back. Um, I think come in, win a us a game, away. do a shoulder. Yeah, I think I think Jack Martin's at least a couple of weeks away, maybe two to three. Worst case, four. But Jack, if they want to give it to me, Jack Silvani, come in, produce a team crowd lifting effort, pop your shoulder, <laughs> miss a four. We'll see you in yeah. six weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Rin- rinse and repeat for Jack. We'll we, we look forward to getting to the G on Sunday and hopefully rolling those pricks because, I mean, really, really hate them. Um, that's it. No more. We done? We are done. All right. Uh, Terence Trent Derby, December 1987. There you go. Okay. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Father Ganoush, thank you for getting yourself up off your deathbed to record this. Um, it's been a pleasure having you back on pod. Do reach out to him as well, everyone out there, if you want to give him some well wishes and Grazie ragazzi. And Timbo, happy birthday. But, you know. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, leave, especially on your birthday. Leave the excuses. You know, please, next time. It's unbecoming of a coach. What did, what did, what did right. you receive for, you, for your birthday, Timbo? Any gifts? Um, I, I went Eastern Hunt Road and I told the least I was going to buy myself a new watch. Mm-hmm. So the watch was the, the primary um, uh, present and Casio? always a wench. Tim, you're a mid forties man. You can just buy the watch any time of the year. Uh, Casio, a Seiko. No, no, I know, but it's, it's a good excuse just to be able to splurge a little bit. So it was a Seiko. It was a Seiko. Yep. Seiko. You know why Tim wants the Seiko? They used to do the clocks at the swimming. Yeah, he's wanted one. Two, actually, he's wanted one for his. Always used, used to be Omega, and now it's Seiko. But you're right. Very good, gentlemen. Thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. Do it all again next week. Look forward to it. Thank you. Go Blues. Go Blues.
So I'm here.